Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, FitPro Business Podcast listeners. Um, today, I have the great privilege of interviewing Steve Napolitan. He is an award-winning marketer, international speaker. He's made millions for his clients and worked with companies such as Apple, Intel, Charles Schwab, and Nestle, just to name a few. Steve, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Andy. It's a pleasure. That was a very brief intro about who you are and what you do. Um, can you give the audience a little more backstory about um, what you're up to these days and how you got into this business? Sure. Yeah, and thanks for that warm introduction. Yeah, I uh, I know it's uh, all amazing stuff, right? An international speaker, you know, millions in revenue, all these things. And, you know, when I uh, I actually started in film school, and if you would have met me in film school and told me all the things I was going to do, I would have called you a liar and <laughs> that you didn't know anything. But um, here I am. It's been quite an evolution. I mean, just to keep it brief, the reason that I'm here is because when I grew up, I saw my father working all the time. He worked for a corporate company in the San Francisco Bay Area, and when I went to bed at night, he was not home. And when I woke up in the morning, he was already gone to the next day. And I'm entirely grateful for who he is and what he did for our family. But in the end, I never wanted to be that workaholic. And so, um, I, hence I became an entrepreneur and I will tell you though, when I decided to start my own business, I thought, Oh, I'm going to have the freedom and I'll do all this. And then I woke up and I realized I was working harder than my dad. (laughs) So I, I kept at it and it wasn't until I got my own coach that it turned the tide. And when I finally got that, I learned the business systems that it takes to have freedom. And that is the key word, systems. And with that, I've now um, taken all the marketing knowledge that I learned. So coming out of film school, I built an ad agency, just to back up a second. And I've studied hard all the things that made marketing successful. Then I learned what made business successful. And I combine that now as a speaker, coach. And what I've added on, the fourth component is, as I became a coach, I realize I could give all these things that I've proven that have made millions of dollars and I could give it to one entrepreneur and they would go and run off successfully and I could give it to another entrepreneur and they would fall down and they wouldn't work and it it frustrated me. I'm like, I know it works. And so that's where I, I stepped into my mission to learn psychology and learn about how people's beliefs and identity play a part in, in what we become. And so now I've been able to help people shift their beliefs so they can achieve what they want. And I'll tell you, Andy, right now I'm I'm in bliss. I get to wake up every day and help people have what they want and all well enjoying my own freedom. So it's um, – I'm blessed, man. It's a lot. It's amazing life right now. I yeah. love it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know what you mean as far as the entrepreneurial um, – entrepreneur working for a lot of hours. I know most personal trainers work anywhere between 10 and 12 hour days. 
So that's a long day. And another key um, is I'm sure you learned from your father is uh, just how how to have a great work ethic. Absolutely. I mean, I it absolutely pays off. And then what I had to learn outside of him is how do I balance that? Because he had it to the extreme where work was everything. And he did it to provide for our family, but then he missed out on a lot of his own life. So it, how do you work really successfully like you're talking about with all the trainers that are working really hard? Then how do you balance that with your own life so that you can you know live the life that you want, right? So. Right. Yeah, because most personal trainers end up burning themselves out within two to five years of being with being in business. Yeah, that's uh, so. How do you offset that? Any like, would you suggest like group coaching as well, and or or what? Um, well, absolutely. Just like you specified, coming up with systems that are going to help you grow your business and bring mm-hmm. in other staff members that can. Um, train clients and having that system in place that you know they're going to deliver the results you want. Absolutely. So that you're not doing all the work. It, it takes a team. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. Now, if I were a new uh, personal training business coming to you looking to grow my business, and uh, most personal trainers are very familiar with training clients, getting them the results they want, super passionate about that. They have a practitioner's mindset. Um but they're not very familiar with how to grow their business or how to market effectively. What advice could you give me to help me grow my personal chain business through marketing? Well, Andy, that, that comes kind of down to my philosophy and my core system around marketing, which I could share with you if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I've simplified everything. That's one thing that I've learned as being a teacher now. How do you simplify things? Well, when you look at marketing and building your business, there's three main components, and I'll explain what they are. Number one, you've got to design it. You've got to design what you're looking for, and that includes who is your perfect client, what should you say to them, and I'll elaborate on this in a second. The second thing is then you build it. That's like, you know, okay, now you build your message. What are you actually saying to this perfect client? What, if you have a website, what does your website say? If you're when you're picking up the phone, what are the words that you're using? You build it in such a way that you can attract that client uh, effectively. And then the third component is share it. Now that you have, if you've if you've designed it properly and you built it properly and you share it, you're going to have a much higher results rather than. Uh, you know what I see with so many companies, small businesses, and even billion-dollar companies that I've worked with, where they're adding a new arm onto their business or doing something new, and they start sharing with people before they've actually designed and built it properly. It's like sending out uh, invitations to your new house, right? You're, you've got your new business. You're sending out invitations to everyone. They come to your housewarming party, only to find that it's under construction. You know now your guests are having to step over lumber, look out for nails. If they have to use the restroom, they have to use that big old blue porta potty in the back and they're not happy and you're wondering why you don't have the clients you want. And that's because you didn't prepare for it. You know, planning is huge part of building a successful business. I mean, just one other story just to make it so you really understand it. Imagine being a, a commercial fisherman and you have a, you're you're paying for a big boat you fill it with fuel, which is expensive. You have a crew, which is even more expensive. You have all the tactical stuff. You spend all this money. You, you deploy your boat out into the water. You're going out into the sea to go fishing, and you throw a net out for your, fist, your first uh, catch of the day, and only to find that there's a huge hole in the net. 
you're 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 going to catch very few fish with that net. And that's what I want to uh, share with you today, Andy, is that the number one thing that you need to do is you need to design and build the net that's going to capture your perfect client. And then this way, all the effort that you do for sharing it, like going out to networking events, uh, you know, getting out there in social media, spending money on advertising will be so much more fruitful. And, and you can stop guessing and start knowing what's going to work. That's, uh, that's the primary thing. And, you know, and, and the first thing that I can come to, uh, if you want me to, Andy, is that you how do you, cause now you're probably asking yourself, this is where the lesson comes in. How, how do you stop? How do you start designing it? Right. How do you know? Right. Well, um, a lot of, and a lot of trainers get into business for themselves by accident. So there is no plan in regards to growing their business. Um, once they are already in business, they've either branched off from somebody else because of personal problem or they're leaving a large facility and trying to start their own thing. Got it. So it's kind of accidentally stepped into being a business owner all of a sudden. Correct. And then their their livelihood depends on the results. So now uh, you, uh, you start going for it and trying to figure it out. Right. Um, and that's where, I, and you've probably heard me say this, Andy. I think last time I talked to you, I was talking about the slot machine. You know, a lot of people build their business and it's like they're putting money in the slot machine, hoping their marketing and their efforts work, pulling down on the lever, and then the numbers don't come up. Or worse, the numbers do come up, and then you put more money in the machine or more time, and then the numbers don't come up, and you're more confused than ever. You know, so. Um, that's and I get this from a lot of entrepreneurs and what you're saying. Absolutely, they have no clue in regards to where to put their money. That's going to be the most effective to them. You know, I know I know for myself, I want to put, you know, a dollar into marketing and get a return of five dollars. So uh, most personal trainers take whatever phone call they get as far as somebody trying to sell them leads, try, trying to sell them advertising or magazine, and they have no idea as to whether or not that's going to be effective for them. I understand, Andy, and this is so true to so many entrepreneurs in all different kinds of industries and definitely in personal training. And, you know, the number one piece of advice I could tell you right now is pause any of those actions if they're not successful. And the number one thing that I could teach you today in just the short time we're together, Andy, is survey. That's the first thing that I do to design and build any client that I work with or even in any of my own businesses has been to survey. And you might be thinking, you might be listening to this and say, okay, survey, big deal. Like what the heck, you know, is that going to do for me? And I'll tell you, it's going to be everything. And I'll actually prove it with a story. Um, this is the best way to illustrate this. I was working with a chiropractor. And this chiropractor was doing decent, but he was working really hard and he was, he was getting by, you know, it was making a living, but he wanted to do better. And so he said, Steve, what can we do? And so I asked him, what's the biggest value? What's the greatest value that you give to your patients? And right away he said, pain relief. He's like, I have patients, grandparents that can't pick up their grandchild and I've fixed their back so they can hold their grandchild. I've had spouses that were so much pain that they took it out on their on their spouse and they were having damage to the relationship and I've helped them and so they can be back in their loving relationship. So he's like, I've changed lives by helping them with pain relief. I'm like, awesome, this is great. 
I said, do you mind if I survey your patients? And I told him the importance of surveying, like I'm going to tell you right now. But here's what happened. Uh, what the surveys came back, and you think that it would be pain relief, I got my life back, which did come up. People answered that. But the overwhelming response from his patients was on-time appointments. On-time appointments. And I, and I was like looking. I was like, at first I was shocked, but I was like, I guess that's true because – you know, I don't like going to the doctor's office and waiting and waiting. So I took the results to the doctor. I said, hey, you won't believe this. It's on-time appointments. And he's like, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. He said, you see, I, um, I hate going to the doctor. This is the doctor talking now. He's like, I hate when I go to my doctor and I wait 15 minutes in the lobby, another 15, 20 minutes in the patient waiting room, the room, right? And then the doctor finally comes in sometimes 40, 45 minutes past the appointment time that you had. And uh, I said, I totally know what you mean. And we looked at how on time he was, and he's about 60, 70% on time appointments. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. I mean, that's way better than most doctor's offices if you look at it statistically. But I, I, I encouraged him. I said, well, with this result from the survey, what if we actually did – uh, 95, 100% on-time appointments. And he said, I'd be, I'm totally game for it, but the patients have to be in on it. I said, okay, well, let's keep serving. So every call that came in, we asked the patient, we said, like, let's say the, the receptionist booked an appointment for a patient. Okay, we're going to see you next Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning. And they'd say, yeah. And then we'd say, okay, how would you like to see the doctor right at 9.30 when you get here? The patient would be say, absolutely, and the reception would say, okay, well, we just need one thing from you then, and the, you know, obviously the patient would say, what, and the receptionist said, we need you to be on time, and that is where um, the patient said, oh, you know, okay, and so we're getting, we're, we're continuing to survey to change the culture, so we shifted the whole culture, and we made a rule that if you're five minutes or more late to your appointment, then your appointment's canceled. We'll reschedule you. If you know you're going to be five minutes or more late, then uh, call ahead and let us know. And so we trained all of the, the clients, the patients, and they said, yes, they agreed. They said, we said, is that okay with you? And they said, yes. And so thereby, they're working with you to create this new culture. And as we did that, we shifted everything. So when the receptionist answered the phone, they said, home in the on-time appointment. When you, uh, then we put billboards up after a while, on-time appointments. People started referring because he was on time. We even continued to survey so much that we found some, there was actually someone that came from another chiropractor. They were driving on the road late back to work. And saw the billboard and said they came in because they were they were driving to work late from their late chiropractor. <laughs> so so uh, you know it completely transformed everything. He nearly tripled his revenue that year just by focusing on on that. It totally differentiated him because all the other chiropractors were talking about pain relief, and he's there talking about on time appointments. Now, he still had to help people with their pain relief. If you had an on-time appointment and your back pain didn't go away, you were definitely going to move on. So he still had to do what he did best, just like all the personal trainers out there right now. You still have to be the best personal trainer you can be, but it might not be the actual training itself that, that gets your clients to come work with you. 
Right. Um, so his biggest marketing um, marketability was his on-time appointments, and he would have never known that had he not done the surveys. Absolutely, bingo! You just nailed it, and and that, and and so you. Um, and it can't be a survey where it's like on a one through ten. Can you imagine if he surveyed and said, "Hey, uh, Andy, uh, on a one through ten, what was your uh, what's your pain relief?" <laughs> you know, you would have never known. So right. people take surveys the wrong way, and um, you know, so you you have to do it in the right way, and that's um, and and that can be done. Actually, I can even get if you want me to, I can give you a few tips right now on how. Yeah, to that'll do be this. awesome if you can give us like a process or a system to follow in regards to doing surveys. Absolutely. Well, I'll even do best. I'll even give you guys a gift. Everyone, all of your callers, I can give you a survey to success document. That I'll give you, um, but before I do that, let me give you the main points so that you can take away what to do right now. Um, number one, this is the first rule of surveying: don't call it a survey. <laughs> That's the number one rule. People are tired of surveys. I want you to know you are surveying, so I want this to be our internal dialogue for you as business owners and personal trainers. You need to survey, and you need to survey all the time. But you don't call it a survey to your clients, your potential clients. All you want to do is say, can I ask you a few questions? And people are willing to do that. And especially if you tell them, hey, do you have three minutes for me to, to answer three questions? So that's the second role is to keep it really short and simple. So if you don't call it a survey and you keep it really short and simple, a lot of times too, we'll just ask even one question. So if you're finishing up with a with one of your, your, uh, your clients, then say, Hey, real quick, before we go, can, do you, uh, can I ask you one question? And then you can ask them one question. And as you, for those of you, the personal trainers, whether you're working with a client once a week or once a month, you know, you can ask them a quick question at the end of your session and document that down, you know, write it down in their file. And then next time you know what question to ask them, you know, to ask them a different question, but you want to keep it simple and you want to keep it constant. Um, and that, that's, so that's the second rule. Number, number three, you want to have open ended questions and this allows you to really get the juicy parts that you need to know, the things that you wouldn't know. And that's what I was just illustrating with Andy is that you don't want to, um, you don't want to ask a one through 10 or, you know, like, Hey, how were we, did we do a good job? Yes or no. That's not what's going to make you successful. What's going to help is saying, my favorite one is, what's the greatest value you got from working with me or you get from working with me? However you want to write write that. Now, that's like double open-ended because it's open-ended question, but then it's also open and it could be anything. Because for instance, you can have an open-ended question and say, hey, what was the greatest part of your pain relief? <laughs> you know, like, and then it still pigeonholes you in there. So if you say, what's the greatest part of your personal training with me? That's still not good enough. Right. I, I want you just to say, what's the greatest value you get from working with me? Cause it might be something completely different than what you think. Now you recommend doing, um, surveys as often as possible. Is there a recommended uh, amount of times you should do it? Well, it depends on how, how you're doing it. If you're sending an email out there to your clients, then you know, it depends, it depends on a couple of things. It depends on the cycle of your clients. If you work with your clients for a long time, then maybe you want to do it like 
you know, once a quarter. Although you could easily ask a question, like if you're personal training someone like once a month, you can ask them a couple questions. You know, like I said, just at the end of your session, if you're right there with them, just say, hey, do you have two more minutes? I just want to ask you a couple questions or even while you're resting, like if you're doing strength training or whatever, maybe you're not if you're doing cross training and they're constantly working the whole workout, then you can't, you do it at the end. But if they're, if they're doing something where they have like a, a minute rest, you know, you might be able to ask them a question during the workout, you know, whatever's appropriate, but you want to, uh, if you want frequency, like when, even when I'm speaking and teaching, I constantly ask, are you getting value? You know, like I'll probably even ask Andy at the end of this, I'll ask you, Andy, I'll say, Hey Andy, did you, do you think this was valuable for your audience? You know, I'm just, even just checking in is really good. And then asking, Hey, what was the greatest value that you got from this or from our training? And I'll give you on this document that I was talking about giving away, Andy, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give to your audience. It actually gives you my best questions. So you can, uh, just utilize what I, what I already have. Now, once you get an overwhelming theme within your survey that you start seeing over and over again, uh, for example, the on-time appointments, how do you start integrating that into your marketing? So I actually, great question. And the, the thing I do is I actually, um, I, this actually is a point I want to make. I actually take the words right out of my surveys and put it right into my ads. So literally like I, that's why we put on time appointments right in the ad. So you, and you want to use it in your language. You want to use it in your ads, uh, everything. So whatever comes about, whatever it is, and it might be a confirmation of what you already knew, but I'll tell you guys all of this, 30% of the time, it's, it's a confirmation. 70% of the time, it's like something new, something that we didn't think about. That's on average with all my clients, there's something else there. So um, I literally use the words. And I want to be really clear on this. If they say red, I say red, not burgundy. I don't like say, oh, burgundy's a shade of red. Let me put that in there. I actually use the literal words that they say because that's what they want. You know, and this is a good point for me to, to say, Andy, is that marketing is so simple. I'll, I'll, I'll make it really simple right now. You find your perfect client, who you really want to work with. Then you ask them what they want and then you give it to them. <laughs> so if they want red, you say, I have red. And even if you know, as a personal trainer, if red is going to do some of the job, but it's not going to complete their, their full fitness needs, it's okay. You know, you don't need to explain that to them on day one, because if you do that, if you become too much of a teacher in your sales, then you're going to cause some people to be confused. They're not ready. They're not getting what they want. So then they, they don't, they end up not working with you. So this is a huge component. Again, I'm just going to repeat, you find your perfect client, you ask them what they want. If they say red, they want red, then you give them red. Even if you know that blue is going to be better, as long as red doesn't hurt them. If it's going to hurt them, if they're doing a workout that's going to hurt them, then obviously you tell them. That's, your, that's part of your job. But if it's okay, and then give it to them. And then you, can, you gain their respect. You've built rapport now you can teach them about blue and how blue and red makes purple and how purple's awesome. And now, now you're bringing it all together. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, surveys are extremely powerful in finding out what your target market wants, and then it allows you to put within your marketing what you're going to give them, give them what they want that they've already told you. Absolutely. And that's the fireworks. Then you have an explosion. Like I, I gain my clients because I ask them, what do they want? They tell me, as long as I can provide that to them, I give it to them. And then I, then I carry it from there. Then they become like a long-term client and I keep working with them and keep adding what they need in there. You know, then you can become the teacher because they're already your client. So essentially your marketing pieces are just like many sales presentations um, within a sales presentation, you have to build rapport and you ask probing questions and the prospect basically sells themselves within your probing questions. Let them do 80% of the talking. They're going to tell you exactly what they want and you let th- reassure them that you can deliver upon what they want and find out what their struggles are and then just give them, give them that with your, within your service. Absolutely. You just nailed it. That's exactly uh, it. And so don't think any differently of your advertising. You know, and literally put the words right in the ads. So anywhere that you're putting out ads or if you're doing a webinar or whatever, you want to be talking about exactly what they want. You know, so just ask them what they want. Even when I do a webinar or, uh, you know, uh, looking at something for what, what when I'm going to help someone, I ask, hey, what is your biggest need right now? What do you want me to talk about? And then I focus on that topic when I'm teaching the lesson. And that is, um, then it's a win, you know, then you're winning. You're not guessing. That's where the guessing comes out. And then you start winning. It's, it's, it's that simple. So marketing doesn't have to be this mysterious beast that nobody knows where to put their money at. Basically ask your clients or your target market what they want and then deliver that within your marketing. That's it. It's that simple. You know, here's the thing. Business is simple. People are delusional. We're delusional. I'm delusional. You're delusional, Andy. We, we make it more complicated than it is. But the simple fact is find your perfect client, ask them what they want, and give it to them, and boom, your bank account starts filling up. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. And anytime you buck that system, then you start getting challenged. Um, yeah. And, and you know, just one thing. When I started in the ad world, like as I, uh, I actually made these – like epic mini films. That's what I was doing for my commercials and they failed because I was focusing on the creative and not on the client. And once I realized that and I started finding out what the client want and just put that in the ad, however simple it is, uh, we started winning, 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 winning. So don't overthink it. And in fact, don't even write. I don't even write half the ads, you know, we just, we just take the words right from our survey and put it in the ad. So it's amazing. Now, just to backtrack just a little bit, say I'm a brand, brand new business, no clientele I'm launching. Um, what do you recommend as far as getting in front of your target market to actually get those surveys? If you have no, um, clientele. Yeah. Great, great, um, question. We, you survey. So this is it. You still survey. That's why, uh, Here's how you do it. You, when you meet someone new, you know, like let's say you're networking or you're making calls. What I want to do is I want to be of service to that person, and ask them some questions. So I'll say, hey, you know, I really want, like to get to know you, or or whatever is happening. In the, if you're at a networking event and you're chatting with someone, then at some point I I would say, hey, I'm I'm entirely curious. What is your goals this year? 
And even I might preface it by saying, hey, goals are really important to me. I'm curious, what are your, what's your goals or what's your biggest goal? If you don't have a lot of time, just ask, what's your biggest goal? And then they'll tell you because what do people like to talk about? Themselves. Themselves. So that's it. They just start talking. And then once you hear their goal, then you say, hey, what's slowing you down or stopping you from achieving that goal? And then they, uh, and then they tell you. So if someone's specifically calling you for fitness, let's say someone calls you up because they found you in a directory or you bumped into them and they know you're a physical trainer, then they might already be talking about their fitness with you. And then you can say, hey, well, what's your biggest fitness goal this year? Well, I want to lose this weight or I want to get this or you know, I want to get a six-pack or whatever it is. Then you can say, oh, great, you want to get a six-pack. Well, what's slowing you down or stopping you from having that? Well, I think – you know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just not doing the right workouts or whatever. Now, this is case in point. You might be, they might be thinking it's a workout and you might be able to say, well, let me, sh- I could sh- definitely show you some new techniques, but ultimately, you know, it's also their diet. You know, this is a great case in point. You, then you have to bring in like, you know, you can do as many sit-ups as you want, but if you eat terribly, you're not going to have it. You know that, but that's not what they're saying. So in that sense, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to focus on the techniques because they want to know different workouts. So then you would land that client by them because they think in their mind that what they need is new techniques. But once you get them in and you're doing those sit-ups, then you can say, or whatever it is, I'm just making it something that, you know, or you're doing planks or whatever you're doing for their abs, then uh, you s- slowly teach them about the other. Does that make sense? So in a discovery of fi- I'm, I'm serving them the whole time, and then utilizing that to engage that potential client. Right. So basically, even when get get yourself out there to those network events, survey the people that you're meeting, and then also survey any sort of leads that you get in the door, and they're basically going to sell themselves on what they want out of your service. Absolutely. And really, it, it's just you paying attention to what they want, and then giving them that. That's what's going to make the victory. And in this document that I'm going to I'll give everyone in your audience, Andy, it has uh, questions for uh, existing and past clients, and it has questions for potential clients. So it'll give you more ideas than what we've ha- just had the short time. And um, th- there's a text message number that I can give you, Andy, and I can put out for everyone. Um, if you text message this this number and just put your first name and your email and all you need to do is put a space you don't you know no commas so just first name space your email and you you text that to 916-553-2885 again that's 916-553-2885 and if you text in your name and email to that address to that to that number, then what you'll get the survey to success document automatically sent out to you. You can literally make a survey in 15 minutes and and send it out to your existing clients if you have a list. And it, and for those of you that don't have a list and you're just starting out, you, it'll literally give you the questions that you can then go start asking people to go gain some clients. I've literally had people say uh, go off and um, I had one person. A little while ago, they came to me and they made $5,000 just off surveying because they just started engaging people. And their existing clients, they got more clients and more repeat business by uh, engaging their clients 
because I'll leave you with this last thing on this lesson. And Andy, if you have anything else you want from me, I, I'm glad to share it. But here's the thing. When you start truly surveying your, your potential clients, your existing clients, they see how much you care about them because it's no longer about you. You're not there pitching yourself. So stop pitching and start asking questions because then it becomes all about the client and not about you. And it's going to be so much easier for you to close uh, clients, close deals, because you're making it all about them, which it should be. That's what it should be about. Stop making it about you. Uh, make it all about them. If you can give them what they want, you're going to have a client. You're going to have a client all day long, Andy. Now, that's awesome. I'm super excited about that free gift that you're offering to the audience. Is there any other way that my audience can connect with you? Absolutely. Uh, I'm on social media. I'm off my website, stevenopleton.com. And for those of you that are there, I'll just, I could spell it. It's uh, S-T-E-V is in Victor, E. And then the last name, Nopleton. N is in Nancy, A. P is in Paul, O. L. I. T A is an apple N is a Nancy. So that's stevenopoliton.com. And also that you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, tw- all the social media avenues as well with, with my name. And if you just go to my website, then, and I don't know if you want to put a link to that on with your podcast. Absolutely, I'll put the link in my um, podcast blog post. Awesome. And you can put the number there as well too. the, the nine one six five five three two eight eight five and um and you can have that free gift and then you can also connect with me and i do respond so i have uh assistance but i i personally get into my social media and if you uh direct message me or put a post out i will get to it you know just give me uh, a day or two usually at max if, if i'm traveling but i do engage and i um so if you go out there and you survey and you have questions uh, let me know. And also if you survey and you have success, let me know. I love to hear, uh, all the successes out there. That's what gets me, uh, to go out and speak and be on shows like yours, Andy, because I love to give this away. I love to see the results that people have. It really lights me up. So I, I, I really appreciate comments. Well, Steve, I just want to thank you for this value packed podcast episode. I'm eager to get out there and survey my clientele and grow my personal training studio uh, larger than it is now and again I want to thank you for your time and all the valuable content it's my pleasure Andy and if you ever need anything else just stay in touch I, I, you know, definitely glad to be on the show awesome thanks Steve take care thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host Andy Salazar don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series